Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Wake Up Heavy, my weird dad's weird podcast about weird movies. Hello again, this is Mark, and you are listening to the Wake Up Heavy podcast. Today I'm doing a mini-sode. I'm going to talk about horror subgenres. I'm going to kind of rattle off a list here. I think I have about seven uh, subgenres. These are ones that I tend to gravitate toward. And then a list of movies, uh, current and past, that fall under these categories. And, of course, this is, you know, just me having a little bit of fun. These categories aren't uh, hard and fast rules. Some fall into two categories. Maybe you disagree with my categorization. That's okay. They're just movies. We don't need to agree on everything. I think I mentioned last time I'm going to have some rustling papers here because if I go off of memory, I just I just totally lose it. So I'm going to try and stay on the mic here while I do this. And this isn't really any in any particular order, although I did save one of my favorite subgenres for last. Some kind of particular order, I guess. Yeah, let's start. First subgenre I have is killer kids. killer kids. And this is always fun, especially when they actually kill or, in some cases, get killed. You know, otherwise it kind of feels like a cheat in the movie when, well, they didn't really kill anybody. They just kind of hurt people. And there is, I think, one or two on here where maybe it's not so much killing, it's just an evil kid. So here's what I have. Devil Times 5, The Children... And there are two movies called The Children. There's one from 1980, which is pretty fun. And then there's another one from a couple years ago that's actually, I caught it on TV just out of the blue and was surprised at how (laughs) brutal it was. So either one of those is worth a look. One of the weirdest movies that I've seen, The Pit, that's a Canadian kind of exploitation flick from the 70s or maybe early 80s that's pretty If you can catch that, definitely do. And then two pretty current movies, Joshua and Orphan. And those both star Vera Farmiga, which is an added benefit. She's pleasant to look at. Plus, I love saying her name. Um, The Good Son, Children of the Corn. And I'm referring to the original, seeing a couple of the sequels, and I think think I've seen the remake and most of those are trash. Kill Baby Kill 
Bloody Birthday, Village of the Damned, at all, you know, Children of the Damned, remake, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Who Can Kill a Child and its remake, and The Brood. Now, The Brood is um, maybe kind of iffy. They're sort of kids, or they're a kind of kid, I guess, but, (laughs) you know, let's get a Cronenberg movie in there for the heck of it. And then next I have Possession. That's a great, this is a great subgenre, and I probably don't have enough movies in here. Again, some of these fall into other categories. I'll maybe note that if I can. Um, actually, I'm, as I'm looking at the list, I see Haunted House as well. Uh, let's start with the biggie, The Exorcist, and then another biggie, The Evil Dead, The Amityville Horror. I may be stretching it on that one. That's you know, definitely Haunted House, but I have it in here as well. The Conjuring, because that does involve a possession. Audrey Rose, Burnt Offerings, Demons, and Demons 2, Beyond the Door, and its kind of unofficial Italian sequel, which I think is a better movie, Shock, also known as Beyond the Door 2. Kind of interesting to note that both of those movies star the same little blonde kid, but... They're really unrelated otherwise. A more current movie, The House on Willow Street, takes an interesting turn with the possession subgenre. And then some great 80s movies here, Evil Speak, Fear No Evil, and The Gate. I probably should have included The Unholy on that. Let's see, next subgenre that I enjoy is Haunted House. And this is one I don't watch... well, I shouldn't say I don't watch that many of these. There's, this is a pretty good list. In the 70s, we kind of had a little Haunted House revival. So, topping the list, we have The Haunting, and then Poltergeist, The Entity, The Others, uh, Insidious and its um, series, The Shining, and again, that could be included in Possession, The Changeling, the Innocence, which is a great little 60s black and white horror movie. Let's Scare Jessica to Death. And then a fairly recent movie uh, from Anthony Perkins' son, Osgood Perkins. I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. It's a decent little haunted house movie. And then I have, well, this is a long list. Body Horror. And we can't talk about body horror without talking about Cronenberg. So the first... Five movies I have on my list are Cronenberg movies. Um, Shivers, Rabid, Scanners, Videodrome, and The Fly. I've got Altered States, Black Swan, Cabin Fever, Eraserhead, If Not For The Baby Alone, Jacob's Ladder, and I. this is again kind of maybe a little bit of a stretch, but more a lot of the imagery is kind of reminiscent of body horror. Oh, here's a great one. I gotta do an episode on this. I'm gonna try and get my friend Ronnie to help me with this one, but a really amazing movie from 1981 called Possession with Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny. It's just a fucked up movie. Society, Starry Eyes, Spring. That's a great little, really um, low key horror movie. The Stuff, The Void, The Thing, An American Werewolf in London. And then I just have, you know, Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna 
their movies. I included Society up there, but I'm not going to go through all of theirs. That's pretty much all body horror stuff. And then another fun one. Alien Invasion. I don't know why I didn't make this list longer, but I'll, I'll try to rattle off a couple more. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. All, all four of them. All four of the official. I think there might be a couple of Asylum, you know, like called Snatchers or Invasion Snatchers or Body Invasion or something. Yeah, there's the 50s version, the 70s version, the 90s version, and the more recent one with uh, Kidman. Oh, why can't I think of her first name? You know who I'm talking about. The Thing which of course was up above in body horror as well, but uh, it's an alien doing this. Alien, of course, and its sequels. And this is, if you haven't seen it, you've got to catch. This is one of the craziest 80s movies, which I didn't see as a kid. I remember seeing the box all the time. And they kind of, I think they sort of ruined it for me because they they make a, a reference to E.T. on here on the box and I was like oh, I don't want to see that if you can and haven't see Extro it is so wacky and then I have the Alien Prey also known as just the Prey that is pretty nutso too and I put under the skin on here and then we've got things like Invaders from Mars Strange Invaders and I can't think of any more so I won't put you through a long pause here this next subgenre is something that I kind of created on my own. I don't know what it what the proper term for it would be, but it's what I call hysterical women. I'm not trying to be disparaging, but I just think there was an interesting period in the 70s where there were a ton of these movies where the female lead was either was suffering from a, a mental disorder, either real or imagined. I have caught a few at different times here. I've caught like three or four at a time. I don't, you know, just happenstance and then, uh, you know, looking one of them up, then I would discover the, these other two. And sometimes they share some of the same actresses and I really enjoy them for whatever reason. And I might do an, a full episode on this kind of phenomena. I think there's a book and I haven't read it, but I, it was referenced on another blog and, and I'll try and get that information and maybe post it. And I will get the title of the book and I will uh, give that at the end of the episode. So here's that list. Pigs, Haunt, Symptoms, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, which I had in the Haunted House subgenre as well. The Hunting of Julia, Secret Ceremony, and both of those star Mia Farrow. Images, which is a really, really interesting Robert Altman movie. I don't know if I mentioned this. I can't remember now if I mentioned that in the introductory episode. I know I've talked about it, but I've done so many run-throughs of all these. I can't remember if it ended up in that or not. Yeah, that's a really cool movie. Kind of Repulsion-esque, which is a movie that I should have included on this list that I just thought about. And you could even include Rosemary's Baby on this list. That would make three for um, Mia Farrow. And then this crazy 70s flick, The Witch Who Came From the Sea. Catch it if you if you can. It is nutso. Next subgenre, psychological, psychological horror. horror. And that previous group really falls under this. It just, I like to 
separated out because they're all kind of connected by having that female lead who, you know, may or may not be be going crazy or has been crazy and maybe going crazy again, or is she being gaslighted and all that. That kind of wraps up in, in with this. But I also included for psychological horror, those movies that are kind of maybe considered thrillers and not so much horror. I would drag those hysterical women movies into this um, along with the Polanski films that I mentioned, plus The Tenant by Polanski, and then Possession, which I mentioned earlier, The Shining, which I mentioned earlier, uh, The Silence of the Lambs, Zodiac, and I have put Eraserhead in here, and two more David Lynch movies, Mulholland Drive and Lost Highway, just because of their overall kind of feeling. They're not horror, they're not even almost horror, but the idea of the the bo- uh, you know switching bodies and these people are, are going through really deep psychological problems, so I threw those in. Seven, and I have on here Blue Sunshine, which is a trippy, trippy movie. And I have Jacob's Ladder, which of course is, I think I had in two other, or at least one other subgenre. And that leads me to my favorite subgenre, and that is cults. And I didn't put satanic cults because that's not always the deal. So I just kind of, you know, I'm leaving it open there um, because some of these might not fit in. Some of it's actually just religious cults. And actually, I can see two on here, Deadly Blessing and The Visitor aren't really about satanic cults. But I have Ride with the Devil, The Messiah of Evil, Deadly Blessing, which I just mentioned, The House of the Devil, Starry Eyes, which I'm going to say right now is one of my favorites of the last five years. That was a movie that I got turned on to. I don't know if it was The Nerdist. It was something online through Facebook or whatever. And you hear about these movies, and I think it played South by Southwest and got kind of some notice. And a lot of times you finally end up plugging into those movies, and it's just a big disappointment. But Starry Eyes hit me in all the right spots. So I may do a short episode on that someday. I, you know, I have, I've already had people kind of, yeah, you know, it didn't really do that much for me and that's fine, but it, it is a movie that I watch again and again. So I, I'll, I'll talk about that at some point. And then I included, this is another more recent movie that I really, really like called Southbound and it's an anthology, but I think my favorite part of the movie is the part with the weird cult in it and then the visitor which i mentioned kill list awesome awesome uh movie from ben wheatley the wicker man of course that has to be included the devils by ken russell alucarda another really wacky 70s movie um this one might be a little bit of a stretch because it's not really a cult This is maybe more of a possession movie. This is another recent movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, And again, another one from Osgood Perkins called The Black Coat's Daughter. And then a really recent movie that I loved, Hereditary, falls under this category. Children of the Corn, Killer Kids, but, you know, they're also a cult. 
The Ritual, which is a recent Netflix movie. The Sentinel, which I really need to see again. I haven't seen that movie in years, and it's really freaky, and I loved it. The Invitation, The Blood on Satan's Claw, which is, oh man, that's a good one. Catch that if you can. I, th- I know it's streaming somewhere. Really, really weird. It, it's like if Polanski did a satanic cult movie. That's that's how I that's what I came away with. And yes, I realize I just said Polanski and satanic cult and the next movie I mentioned. And then of course the king of all or the queen of all satanic cult movies, Rosemary's Baby. And I will most likely do an episode, I know that I mentioned this at some point somewhere, on either Rosemary's Baby by itself or those three Polanski films that I've mentioned here, Repulsion, Rosemary's Baby, and The Tenant, the quote-unquote apartment trilogy. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby is is the ultimate for me. And then I, I have some notable subgenres here that I enjoy, not stuff that I I seek out all that much. And of course, with the last one, <laughs> they're interesting to a point. But anyway, let me get through that notable subgenre list. Um, holiday horror, especially Christmas horror, Christmas evil, Black Christmas, of course. You know, there's a there's a ton. Cannibal, uh, zombies, reincarnation movies. And this was, again, a thing from the kind of harkens back to the 70s with movies like Audrey Rose and The Reincarnation of Peter Proud, both of which I caught when I was pretty young on TV. And then uh, the last notable subgenre I have on here is the rape revenge subgenre. Last House on the Left, I Spit on Your Grave, Irreversible. You know, there's been some recent ones too. I'm still waiting for Revenge to show up on Shudder. That's supposed to be pretty intense. And it's not, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of that. It's not a particularly enjoyable subgenre to dive into, but they are notable movies in a lot lot of cases. And I guess it's kind of enjoyable to see the tables turned and the the gals uh, getting their revenge, even though it's still, they're still pretty embroiled in misogyny, but it's not something I go tell people you need to watch all these movies. And then some of my least favorite subgenres. I really have a hard time with found footage movies. There are only a few that I can get through. I, I enjoyed to an extent the VHS movies. One and two had some good points. You know, they're so quick that you can kind of forgive the bad ones. and But they had uh, both of those, VHS and VHS 2, had some decent little stories in there. But, you know, Blair Witch, it's not one of my favorites. And um, the new one is just completely and utterly forgettable. Paranormal Activity, all that stuff just bores me to tears. One that I saw that I sort of enjoyed was Phoenix Forgotten. If, if they can make me buy into why they're still filming this, then they've got a leg up. But most times I'm just thinking, just throw the fucking camera down and get out of there. Yeah, it, it definitely is very low on the horror totem pole for me. And then another one that I just keep giving chances to is home invasion movies. <sighs> Again, they just get so tropey and played out. I mean, this is something that's been going on 
again, since the, the 70s with, with something like Straw Dogs. I just get really, it's, they really frustrate me for some reason. I just get so angry. I'm like, just punch the dude in the face or whatever and get him out of your fucking house. And then another one that I, I kind of feel bad saying this, but horror comedy generally doesn't do it for me. And this is a kind of strange because a lot of people consider him an American werewolf in London, a horror comedy. And I don't. Even though John Landis directed it, I just don't see it being played for laughs. There are funny moments in the movie, for sure. There's funny moments in a lot of horror movies, but I don't think it's played as a comedy. I really, really don't. And we can disagree about that, and that's fine. But I don't include it in the horror comedy subgenre. One that I kind of liked was uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, the first time I saw it. And I watched it again recently, and you know what? It mostly fell flat for me the second time I watched it. I still think it does a better job of playing on the tropes of the Cabin in the Woods sub-genre than Cabin in the Woods does. And that movie really doesn't work for me. Yeah, horror comedy just generally misses the mark. Oh, you know what? There was one kind of uh, (laughs) really cheesy movie that, that... had me going for a while was Zombievers. And I think it still might be on Netflix. If it's not, it's streaming some somewhere else. But I kind of enjoyed that one. It's super, super cheesy, but I got something out of it, I guess. Probably noticed that there weren't a whole lot of monster movies in the lists that I read previously. And, you know, I'm talking about kind of classic monsters like vampires and werewolves and they're kind of scattered throughout. They, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is about that. I just don't seek those out that much. It's always the weird stuff, the cult movies, because those kind of make you, you know, that's maybe a little bit more based in realism, because, I mean, there are cults out there. You know, psychological horror, that can happen to anybody. I think zombies might be the exception, and that's really older zombie movies, Romero and stuff. Um, Yeah, monster movies, mummies, and vampires and werewolves don't really do it for me. And even something like The Descent, it kind of, once those dudes show up, I almost lose interest. It's more interesting to figure out, you know, how are these gals going to get out of this place that um, they're trapped in beyond the uh, having the monsters there. And it's probably going to seem a little odd for me to include this particular subgenre in my least favorite subgenres, but I have to include slasher films, which may seem uh, very strange and almost sacrilegious for a horror movie fan to say, but it's just, I think it it goes back to uh, childhood um, when I was really into horror movies in my teens and other than Halloween I really didn't watch that many of them I didn't watch as a kid The Prowler or The Burning or Sleepaway Camp I saw Friday the 13th the final chapter shortly after it came out on video at uh, one of my good friends he would always have uh, birthday parties or sleepovers or whatever and horror movies were usually on on the agenda, I remember thinking, oh, 
this is I might like these movies. It's still my favorite of the series, at least up to what I've seen. I I think I've watched through part eight of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Those weren't the ones that I rented. It was the, you know it was the weird ones that I'll mention over and over again. Uh, I have watched most of them now. You know, I, a few of them I've liked. My Bloody Valentine is is kind of an interesting. It's a little bit more grown up. I do like the first Friday the 13th, and part two is pretty good. Part three is when it starts to kind of fall apart for me. And I remember after enjoying the final chapter so much, uh, part five was kind of ridiculous. But it has its moments. They all have their moments. They're not trash, but it's just not something that I really actively search for. I'm not really sure why that is. I think a lot of it is they're just not really all that scary. They don't have that weird tone that I obviously gravitate toward. So that's probably, you know, they're more straightforward and it's kind of, you know, they're very note for note and they get repetitive. So that might be part of it. I do, I really do. Halloween is one of my favorite movies of all time. Black Christmas has become a favorite and a movie that I actually think is better than Halloween. But I mean, it's a proto slasher. It's it's it started to lay the groundwork for slashers, but it's still very very different from you know stuff like the Cabin in the Woods, uh, masked killer slasher stuff. There are a couple of slasher movies that have a really different tone. Sleepaway Camp, which I never saw as a kid, I because I knew nothing about the surprise twist ending. And then Slumber Party Massacre is another one that it got kind of twisted around. It was written by a feminist, and it was supposed to be a parody of the slasher, but it was filmed um, straight. And so it's got an, a really strange feel to it. It's actually pretty pretty good. Those are two exceptions. And then I just want to say before I end here, I've, I've omitted some movies, and of course I had you know some movies in there multiple times and my list isn't an extensive list or an exact list or the perfect list it's just stuff that I kind of thought of Um, you know I left out the omen I left out magic you know for psychological horror there's tons of other ones it's just kind of stuff that came off the top of my head and movies that I tend to watch again and again so come up with your own list maybe and compare and contrast and we can all have a good time watching movies so okay the name of the book that i mentioned is house of psychotic women an autobiographical topography of female neurosis in horror and exploitation films by kier la jeunesse and this was mentioned on an episode of faculty of horror so i will link that uh, episode and i will link the Amazon link for the book. And as I mentioned, I haven't read it, but I think it dives into that hysterical women subgenre that I mentioned. And on the cover of the book is a still from Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I should probably check that book out, actually. And if I do an episode on that subgenre, then I will definitely dive into that book. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks very much for joining me on this mini-sode. I think we're running at about a half an hour here, so I don't know how 
mini that is medium sewed, I guess I could call it. But I appreciate you tuning in, and I might have a real, real mini sewed here before the next full episode, and that will just be another list of current horror movies, I would say from 2010 on, that I really, really like. And I think that you should watch them and watch them over and over again. Okay, so this is the end of Wake Up Heavy medium-sized episode number one. I'm Mark, and thanks for listening. Bye.